The following podcast contains strong language and ridiculous cartoon scenarios conjured up by two self-proclaimed comedy wizards. Between you and me, they're more like Saturday morning court jesters fueled by sugary cereal. But either way, the opinions expressed and presented are mere musings, so please humor their well-intentioned hijinks with a laugh and not by taking anything they say seriously. Unless of course you want to pay them to say something else. Could always use a new pair of shoes. Hey everybody, who are we? Who are we? Where are we? Oh, welcome to ReviewParty.com. I'm Matt. And I'm Brent. And we're here to bring the review party to you. But is it just you and me, Brent? Is are the question on my mind is are we alone? Uh, you tell me, man. <laughs> What a leading question you posed for me today. Last episode, we were talking about space aliens just a little bit. And Mm -hmm. and in the interim week, I listened to a podcast called That One Time I Was Abducted by Aliens. It's a bit of a long name, but whatever. I like it. And the two girls on it were kind of like really into aliens. And it's like when when you used to flip through TV channels when that was a thing we had to do. And you'd see like... The public access church channel and you're just like whoa those people like i'm a christian person but those people are super christian like, <laughs> right they, it's a it's a whole new level that your your mind didn't even as a kid didn't even realize they're out there even as an adult i'm still realizing the extent that uh, uh some people are religious you know yeah so it, it was like that but for aliens like i like to think of myself as an open-minded person not a crazy crazy person mm-hmm. they're universe is vast and and unknown but these girls were talking about this like like at a level of of seriousness that it i felt like i was watching those church stations again right right the uh what, what's that etwn i want to say it, what is that the name of the big church channel I, I don't remember all i remember is like all that was on there was either those really, really low budget after school specials mm-hmm. or just like a nun talking to a room of people like CNN for Christians or yeah. something. But uh, like back to the to the topic. So yeah. are, are you uh, posing the question whether I'm or not posing, I, I believe? I'm posing that question. Do you believe? There's a strange coincidence uh, actually for me and we can stretch this into ghosts if we want, but specifically okay. on aliens – there's a Canadian politician, or at least he was a politician, he's written books too, named Paul Hellyer, who is, like, he is very much into aliens too. Mm-hmm. There's no relation that I know of unless it's some alien relation that we have, <laughs> but maybe I can reach out to him and say, hey, let's let's dish on some aliens, uh, Uncle yeah, Paul. To do, are we alone? Old Uncle Paul. Old, hold on, don't. Don't bring up aliens around your Uncle Paul. He will not get off it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I do. I mean, I feel like as vast as, as you touched on, as vast and wide as the universe is, uh, I don't know if the aliens out there are necessarily our sci-fi aliens. I don't know, if, mm-hmm. you know, if they, I, I think maybe like, what if, what if their technology is about the same as ours at about the same level? What if, uh, you know, we were the ones with the advanced technology. We're just not quite there yet. 
you know what if yeah what if whatever life form they are is is not even really comprehensible to the sort of humanity that we have maybe it, it's totally different which uh a lot of sci-fi writers like that that one movie that uh with that girl that looks like pam from the office about mm, communicating yeah. with aliens or um slaughterhouse five touches on that's a, a crazy cool point. Yeah. Usually I think it, there are either going to be some creatures we can't communicate with or like they'll be way advanced. Like I remember reading about how they shot uh, NASA or whoever has shot out just capsules of, of cool stuff, cool Earth stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, on this disc is recorded a whole bunch of Earth music. And also here are the ashes of the guy who discovered Pluto or something like that. <laughs> and I would just... And- get in my head and think what if they sent back his clone and, and, and then they want to get paid for that they're like oh you sent us the dead we here he is good as new <laughs> here's what Pay i when you said earth pop music <laughs> i was thinking like i was like oh yeah they definitely sent a prince album and then here <laughs> i was like oh and they literally sent a raspberry beret with it sort of <laughs> as a theme right. and they send back another prince oh they, i I want to be on the alien planet that gets the Prince-themed capsule. Because he he uh, knows about Purple Rain, and that's all the rage. Like, it's a natural phenomenon on alien planets. Yeah, what if, assume. what if uh, XE-2712 gets the Prince one, here's Purple Rain, and they're like, oh, this man, he knows of us, he is among <laughs> us. <laughs> and then they hear working up a black sweat, and, and they, they look at their... <laughs> Their their foreheads and black sweat pours out of it. So, uh, Prince is an alien, dude. He could be. Formerly Prince known is... as human. <laughs> yeah, the artist formerly known as a human. <laughs> yeah, if there's any artist, I feel like, you know, saying like, oh, Lady Gaga is an alien, it, it, that's played out. Like, she's Elvis, just weird for the sake yeah. of being weird. No hate. I love Lady Gaga. But it's it's obviously a bit. It's a thing. It's a gimmick. Mm-hmm. And not I'm not saying it's a bad one. But Prince, that dude's wacky, dude. Transcendently wacky. <laughs> his his uh his very being transcends wackiness. <laughs> he's like he's like a a Looney Tune character, dude. He's like a low energy Looney Tune. Him and Bugs Bunny could really have some great bits. I yeah. Or him and Marvin Martian. They just uh-huh. jam all day. Have you heard the new Prince album? <laughs> it's a bad <laughs> Marvin Martian. Well, well. Anyway, speaking of, if you're gonna do a bad impersonation, a bad voice, then I'm gonna try a bad voice as well. Uh, and I'm gonna use the same segue I used last week because it was a sick segue, and I loved writing it. Uh, so, speaking of people and places they're not from, uh, aliens, as it were, in a, in a place uh, foreign to them, I have a review here from TripAdvisor of Zhongyang Pedestrian Street in Harbin. In China, it's a Hailingjiang province, the northernmost province of China. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also known colloquially as the Central Street. It's a pedestrian street in in this northern Chinese city. Okay. Spicy Lulu from Sydney, Australia writes. Uh, she titles her review: "Summer Nighttime Stroll, Super Clean Cobblestone Tree Line Boulevard with Amazing Architecture." 
a unique experience with loads of sausages and ice creams and fruit drinks and Russian influence. <laughs> Buildings are signposts with historical information. People are orderly, relaxed, and most are young. The calmness is a little arresting. Do not see another Westerner the whole time. Check mark. Taxi back to hotel. Interesting because share cabs, think Uber Pool, are all the go. No seat belts, strap is fitted, but buckle removed. Safe as fuck. Three stars. <laughs> Three? <laughs> All right, governor, where's them other two stars there, mate? Uh. <laughs> Oi, right, gov, you, you feeling a little bit speechless over there, right, mate? You got I'm a, a little, nice. A little bit spooked. Got a nice uh, Chinese Chinese Central Street there, Gov. Sounds like you had a great time, yet you couldn't throw them an extra two stars, mate. I, it sounds like everything I would want in any street. Sausages, ice cream, fruit drink. Sausages, ice cream, fruit drink. What Cobblestone. You, you want seat belts too? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that was the two stars. No seat belts in the cab. Yeah, that's it. I mean... She would, she would be, she would go insane if she heard about uh, American public school buses. Oh yeah, <laughs> when you hit those bumps and your head hits the ceiling. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, uh, man, I used to be, I used to know my bus route, school bus route, home so well. And in Menominee, the small town I live, the the kids that rode the buses in big cities, you know. The city kids riding the bus because everyone in the city rides the bus. But in small towns, the kids that live like out in the county, out in the out in the sticks, mm-hmm. as it were, they're the ones that ride the bus because it's it's a it's a long ride for their parents. It's a long commute, so uh, the kids that live in the city can just walk. Um, but I used to know my bus route so well that I would nap. I would like half nap with my head against the the window, uh-huh. and with my eyes closed, I would like know where the bumps were. Oh uh, yeah, would, like, I you would feel lift my head up. Right, right. Yeah, it, it was just I was like writing a, a beautiful nap symphony of uh, <laughs> head movements to to make sure I didn't bash my skull into the <laughs> like bulletproof windows on right. those things. Yeah, I had some interesting bus trips as a kid. I think everyone that rode the the public school bus had a time. I don't think there's one, you know, normal bus driver. No. (laughs) Nothing against bus drivers. If you're a bus driver out there, nothing but respect for you. Hey, Rhonda. Much love. Uh, I I had had some good bus drivers. Larry, the bus driver, gave me Garfield's comic books, and he let us have water fights. He just bring bottles of water and throw them at each other. (laughs) So that was cool. Uh, he hit a snowplow once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my uh, my bus driver Ivy, shout out Ivy. She uh, backed into someone's mailbox once, <laughs> and we had to like. I remember just like sitting there while she, I don't know, tried to like talk to the person. Yeah, this home and just being being like, I just isn't this illegal? Shouldn't we like? I would just want to go home. I feel like that takes precedence over their stupid mailbox, right? And, uh, and in the out where I lived in the county, uh, snow having your mailbox like stuck in the ground was stupid, because snowplows would take them out every year. Mm. So, so like uh, our mailbox was just like a, a barrel filled with cement with uh, our mailbox sticking in the middle. Uh, you 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 haul her in, right? Right, right. Pull it back a few feet. 
Yeah, and if it gets bumped by the snowplow, so be it. You just lift that sucker back up. I've, I've lost. Oh, yeah. We're, we're in China. We're in China. I've actually been to, to this street, to this city. and Oh, really? I, I oh, yeah, guess, that's right. Yeah. Uh, for a couple of weeks of my life, I was in China. And mm-hmm. traffic there is nuts compared to the United States. Like right, it's, it's like totally different rules. Crossing the center rules line that you don't know about. on on four lane streets is totally all right. <laughs> like whipping back and forth. But with that known, the seatbelt's not going to help you at all. <laughs> the level of danger that you're experiencing is kind of beyond seatbelts being applicable whatsoever. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's. It's sort of like um, like wearing a helmet to a sword fight or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you think you're just gonna get doffed on the head a few times? Oi, mate! Watch out for that Oi. cobblestone path, bruv. The, only the seatbelts can protect you, mate. <laughs> I need to be firmly to the seat going over these cobblestone paths, governor. Yeah, and she also says she didn't see a whole uh, another Westerner there. But she liked that, though, didn't she? I don't know. Uh, (laughs) The thing is, that was the one time in China that we did see lots of other white people because it was right near Russia. Right. And not to disparage anything about the experience, but that was the first time we weren't being photographed frequently because we were so (laughs) unique. Just being white and being outside. Right, right felt like a movie star you man to me you are a movie star oh stop it all right before we get any farther down that weird road why don't why don't we move on to veronica of amazon oh veronica (laughs) veronica here has a a review for genius gamer let me really read this whole title genius gamer elite gaming neurotropic Focus and Brain Booster Supplement. Boost mental clarity, reaction time, energy, and concentration. I envision vitamins with lutein, support eye strain, 80 pills. Oh. So, uh, again, the name of these pills, these uh, these caffeine pills with some eye vitamins in them, is Genius Gamer. Uh-huh. Uh, Veronica wrote, To be fair, I bought two bottles, neither for gaming. One went to my college student. She said it worked well with her vitamins and helped her study without jitters. However, my high schooler tried it once, and he said it made him feel angry. <laughs> the company does offer samples for stars. <laughs> they made him feel angry? <laughs> That's all she says. The, my yes. high schooler tried it once. And he said it made him feel angry. <laughs> I know everyone reacts to to supplements uh, and even food different ways. That's why mm-hmm. you yeah, talk to your doctor before taking. <laughs> but I've never had something that's made me feel angry. This this child was infused with the power of the gamer, and it <laughs> left him feeling. <laughs> left him in a berserker mode. It's got gamer rage in the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> he nearly sna- snapped his PS4 controller in half. I, I, 
I feel bad for the mother to to have put that into her child. You know, she's trying to help her kids out, do well in school. Yeah, yeah, she definitely uh, noted that this was for study purposes and not for gaming purposes. <laughs> Teddy, time to take your vitamins. They make me angry, Mom! <laughs> Teddy? <sighs> Man, he's reading Grapes of Wrath and really feeling the wrath. <laughs> They've got to treat him like a dog. <laughs> Op- open your mouth, Teddy. <laughs> Yeah, they. Uh, let me put his gamer pills in a in a <laughs> some, biscuit and some brownies. <laughs> then he won't notice. He gives it to the kid. The kid like jumps on it and <laughs> like a dog. And just it it washes over him all of a sudden. <sighs> yeah, you, uh, you see his eyes like sort of bug out. Uh, Vein pops on his forehead. <laughs> I want to go play street hockey. <laughs> it's time to study now, Teddy. Mom, this is not for video games, but I am a gamer. In every sense of the word. Mom! <laughs> <Just like. laughs> every time hostile. he yells, <laughs> just more facial hair erupt from his chin. <laughs> Mom, but... By the time he's out playing floor hockey, he uh, he looks like a full-on Viking. <laughs> Some kid goes to check him, and they just bounce off. I mean, knuckle pucks it through the back of the net. <laughs> puts the puts the stick over his head. Just <laughs> a berserker war cry. <laughs> Uh, Teddy want more. <laughs> yeah, and then he just is on the couch, crashed. <laughs> that made me feel angry. He's like de-changing from a werewolf. He comes back down. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Like the 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 Viking beard absorbs back up <laughs> into his neck. Reginald, get the boo-boo buddy out of the freezer. Teddy's coming back down <laughs> from his, his rage trip, his, his bloodlust. It's fading. Uh, yeah, hearts out to Teddy. You know, I hope, I hope you can join the ranks of the gamers someday, brother. <laughs> He'll get there. Only if he does his studies, though. That's right. Only if you... Pop these gamer brand pills, buddy. <laughs> it's the only way. Uh, Teddy's gnashing jaws make me make me think of this next review here. This is a review from Jay Reed on Chewy.com for the tough one, all natural Himalayan rock salt block horse treat. Jay Reed writes, "Bo loves it. His favorite, and the rope makes it entertaining." Bo is a rescued horse. He was headed to slaughter. Five stars. <laughs> All it takes is salt. Thanks for the details, buddy. <laughs> we got we got Boxer Junior over here. God. Yeah, I'll do better. I'll do better. I'll do better. Yeah. Just give me a little salt. Give, I need a little salt to replenish. I'll do all the work. I'll do the work. I'll try harder. 
Ultra Man, what a I I remember uh that's one of the few books in that we read in high school. Animal Farm for those anim- who are, yeah, who are animal out farm. of the, the lit picture. Right, Animal Farm. Uh it's a sort of a, a direct allegory um to what happened in, in Stalinist Russia. Um as far as like leading up to the war. And and the the collapse of the economy uh, as a result of the the mistreatment, the misinterpretation of Marxism and, and such, um, or, or or people bending it to their own ways. But I digress. <laughs> the of all the books we read in class, uh, the only two I think that everyone, from from the nerdiest bookworm to the most slacker jock uh-huh. uh, egghead, had a gr- huge reaction to the first one. Was, uh, what's the one with Pony Boy? Pony Boy. Stay gold, Pony Boy. Uh... The Outsiders? I haven't read The Outsiders, so I can't, I can't assist. I think, yeah, I believe, uh, I believe it was called The Outsiders. A fantastic book. A big classic about uh, youths down on their luck. Mm-hmm. Um, Jean Jackets. Jean Jackets, yeah. A lot of people. Spoiler alert. Skip forward ahead 10 seconds if you want don't want spoilers for like this 80 year old book <laughs> <laughs> but uh when pony boy kicks the bucket um or pony boy doesn't kick the bucket pony boy's buddy anyway when one of those little bastards kicks the bucket <laughs> everyone was in tears that oh. was a hard class to get through everyone oh. really felt that one and then also i remember the day going to class like <laughs> and like a, a group of jock kids like talking to me knowing i was like the the kid that actually read uh did all the reading for english class mm-hmm. um, and they they were like man is boxer fucking awesome or what dude boxer <laughs> is such a badass dude boxer is a tank bro <laughs> <laughs> oh, no <laughs> and then yeah it's so like- i was like <laughs> I had finished the book. Uh, it's spoiler alert. Uh, Boxer, the representative of the uh, the uh, working class, the hardworking, fruit of the earth working people, he uh, he doesn't make it. He crumbles under his uh, own worth ethic. Gonna be made uh, made glue. Yep, gets sent to the glue factory, and uh, just like bro, Boxer was a real one, dude. <laughs> real sadness in their voice <laughs> so uh yeah thank goodness for Bo. it sounds like Bo is living a great life bo's got it together poor one out for boxer i <laughs> <laughs> i cherish those moments when when you could tell somebody hadn't done the reading <laughs> they, they make some statement like that like, oh uh-oh uh oh! I need to lock eyes with someone right now. Who's it gonna be? Oh yeah, we both know. Yeah, I, I was like, man, you're gonna be pouring out a little salt for a real one, dog. <laughs> for all my dead thugs. Ashes to ashes and salt to salt. <laughs> but yeah, Bo's got his his uh, block of salt. He's chowing on it. He's he's doing great. It, this was a er- learning experience for me. I did not know that Chewy.com had things for more than just dogs and cats and stuff. Oh yeah. For horses are, our, our, uh, our car, like our 
our vehicular friends. Yeah, and apparently other people didn't know that too because there were reviews. Like the product clearly says salt black horse treat, but there were reviews. The dogs don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that makes sense. Was, that, was there a dog character in Animal Farm? There, there was, right? Yeah. I don't remember. All I remember is that, like in the movie, uh, Elaine, what's her name? Julie Louis-Dreyfus voiced the dog. Oh, really? <laughs> I couldn't get over that. Was the dog like, I forget, because was the dog like the innocent one? She's like very the, sweet, yeah. Yeah, the very sweet one. Who was the, who was the, the uh, Uncle Tom? Who was the, the kid? The human kiss ass in that book. Oh my god, it's been too long. Was it a rat or something? Or like a cat? I bet it was a cat. Probably a cat, little little sons of guns. Yeah, they don't get any of this salt lick. This premium salt lick. He's old major. Old major. I am old major and the sheep will follow me. (laughs) That's a a great impression. That's (laughs) what he sounded like in the movie. (laughs) Two seconds before he kicks the bucket. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't last long. Yeah, old major is this uh, this huge fat pig who births uh, animal Marxism in the barn one night, and 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 as he's uh, letting everyone know how awesome it is, he kicks the bucket. He just <laughs> he just like has a heart attack mid yeah. uh, mid propaganda speech. So the like the the evil that he let out just ran crazy. That little Pandora's box slipped open, and huh, he was talking about some crazy stuff, and now he's not here to lead us. Eh, things are gonna get wild. Yeah, it was the it was, and uh, to be, to be fair, it wasn't his ideas. It was uh, it was that bastard Snowball using his ideas for evil. <laughs> yeah, snowball. Yeah, Snowball's a real piece of shit, folks. That's <laughs> that's uh, that's what I wish I had had uh, steered the conversation to to my uh, maybe planted some seeds of. Extreme, <laughs> extreme politics in my uh, in my jock friends. Like, yeah, boxer's pretty cool, but uh, how about snowball? Real piece of shit, huh? They've been like, yeah, bro. What's his deal, man? I don't like that animal. <laughs> I just like horses. Yeah, that's, horses. That's really what I'm getting at. Even though, like, by the end of the uh, the curriculum. You know, it's the, it's very clear. It's laid on very thick by the teacher. Like this is a allegory for Marxism. Mm-hmm. I think those dudes were still like, dude, that horse was fucking sick, dude. He was just trying harder and harder, man. Yeah, that reminds me of like when I was like, my girlfriend promised me she we could like make out for an hour and a half if I scored twenty points uh, on Saturday, bro. <laughs> That I was like boxer in that moment. I was like, "Pass me the rock, dude. Let me lick the salt." Sick man, yeah. Uh. Like, yeah, yeah, coach, lead me in, dude. I don't need no fifth man. I'm fucking boxer the horse dog. I'll work harder. <laughs> Bro, I'll work harder. I'll work harder. And then, and then the ACL, the ACL oh. <laughs> snaps. <laughs> goes down and they they send chad to the glue factory somebody, somebody get some smelling salts for him <laughs> this is all this is all oh it's all gone <laughs> and then he he, he dies Ugh. well uh 
you know, in the honor of Boxer, let's let's have a little break. Everyone, remember to have a break out there, too. Take, take five minutes rest. Not that long. Maybe two? Moment of silence. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to our lovely little podcast. If you'd like to go above and beyond in supporting our show or have the most fabulous conversation starters since sliced bread, go to reviewparty.com.com. Click on shop and explore some fabulous t-shirt designs. Where's your favorite place to wear a t-shirt? On my body. <laughs> mine, mine is at the store. <laughs> that is a good place to wear a t-shirt. Reviewparty.com.com. Click shop. Why stop there? Don't stop now. Don't stop me now, because I'm buying a t-shirt. I'm buying a shirt. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, this week, I'm going to be taking over our little segment portion. So, uh, welcome to the Brent's Wild Ride. Um, this is a little segment that I'd like to call Great Moments in Review History. 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 Uh, so today on Great Moments in Review History, we have an article titled Cinema Colon Cell Job by Frank Rich, Monday, June 4th, 1979, out Whoa. of Time Magazine. Uh... Do you have any idea what this uh, review will be for? Uh, like a like a booby house. Bo- bo- <laughs> <laughs> you can say that some kind of some kind of twisted booby house. We're about to <laughs> go <and laughs> dive down here. A dirty flick uh, uh, flick joint. I don't know. I'm, it's, I'm it's, excited either way. It's dirty in its own way. It's okay. got a little dirt McGurk atmosphere. <laughs> uh, shout out! Shout out! Old dirty bastard. Pour one out. A real one. Anyway, uh, the review goes. Oh, it 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 sells the farm. Shout out boxer in the uh, first word of the review. <laughs> anyway, Alien may prove to be Hollywood's most efficient money making machine of the summer. Technically slick and commercially signal minded, this film attempts to be a crossbreed of scare tactic of the scare tactics of Jaws with the sci fi hardware of star wars the result is a cinematic bastard (laughs) and a pretty mean bastard at that (laughs) alien contains a couple of genuine jolts a barrage of convincing special effects and enough gore to gross out children of all ages now what it is missing is wit imagination and the vaguest hint of human feeling Luckily for Alien's creators, such ingredients are not really essential at the nation's box office, especially during the sunstroke season. (laughs) Still, it's depressing to watch an expensive, crafty movie that never soars beyond its cold desires to score the big bucks. Unlike Jaws, Alien does not use stylistic cunning to excite the audience. It just shovels on the mayhem. Unlike Star Wars, Alien has no affection for fast movies of its genre. It just rips them off. Stripped of its futuristic settings and pretensions, this film is an old-time B-monster picture. Alien might just as well be 
about a huge scorpion loose in a haunted house circa 1953. <laughs> While the murder sequences are executed with all the realism money can currently buy, the innocence that ignited Vincent horror films is missing. Alien's steely, literal-minded approach to violence more often recalls Last Summer's Joyless Jaws 2. The premise is slender. Because of the far-fetched plot developments, a crew of seven Earthlings lets an alien invade its spaceship. <laughs> lets an alien invade its spaceship <laughs> as on. it returns. <laughs> Come on, man! As it returns home from a routine interstellar mission, the toothy alien is no fun. Oh my god! It's like as I read this review, the the elitist nerd in me is just screaming out from the inside for me to stop. <laughs> Stop giving this man even more of an audience. Yeah, we can we can tack back anytime you want. Yeah, it's uh so he goes on to say the two the aliens the alien has a shitty um the shitty design. That once the narrative a pattern is established, uh the only suspense is involved in who will be eaten next. <laughs> <laughs> the movie's good actors are uh are totally come off as totally bland. You can't make an emotional investment in him there's too much bloodletting scenes um he he signposts plot developments the meandering of the ship's pet cat too often precedes the alien's attack scott's allusion to other movies do not reflect well on his own and features an all-knowing computer called mother that is no match in humor and malevolence to hell so the spaceship of uh 2001 a space Odyssey. obviously the spaceship's interior recalls both 2001 and star wars the audience never learns about its array of gadgetry or overall layout of various changers uh anyway the uh, alien like the invasion of the body snatchers also feels some natural nasty extraterrestrial pods but there's no social commentary beyond the usual warnings of evil of heartless technology it goes on and on and on um he 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 bookends it with Scott and Parker know too well that if you sell consumers a signy package, few will question the value of the product inside. What a grump. What a grump, Jeez. dude. Uh, so, yeah, it, that's, that's a, remo- uh, a review for Ridley Scott's Alien. Oh. A, uh, a, yeah, a blessed sci-fi horror, the sci-fi horror movie, I feel like. <laughs> I... The the spaceship interiors looked like spaceships. That's <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for let let me get elitist nerd for a second too. Um, the the uh, uh, set designer or the the head designer, the art director. Uh, I have one of those things was a uh, was a uh, Geiger. What was that guy's first name? Let me look it up. Richard. Richard Geiger. That's a- anyway. This uh this amazing amazing uh, abstract artist did the design he created the alien the alien he he says the alien is just a lame b-movie scorpion the it's alien iconic. is like the most, so iconic dude how since 1979 how many films have tried and failed to capture the spirit of alien it's so creepy the first time you see that it just strikes you that's not how a head is supposed to be shaped there's also not supposed to be another mouth coming out of that mouth no drip 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 of the acid drool and it's 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 just grounded enough in in uh like creepy uh biological wonders from earth like you know eels moray eels have that second set of jaws and they take that to the next level and uh 
I didn't mean for the, this just to be me gushing over the movie. Uh, the first time I read it, I was just laughing at how <laughs> bad this guy missed the point. But when he's, he compares it to Jaws in space, it's like, yeah, man, that's why it's so good. They took yeah. that boring, that, uh, that big shark movie and made it. Because there, there's no, like, land in space that you can just... Let's watch right. from the shore. Let's yeah. Let's scream. They, you can't scream in space. Like, can you, you scream on the Jaws beach? It's like if Jaws had legs and you were in a submarine with him. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been on the, the Jaws ride at Universal? No, I haven't. Only oh, in video a, game version. I actually have only been on it in Japan, um, which was a, a trip. Okay. Because uh, the, the, I, I, the fungineer or whatever, the dream engineer, the, the cast member, as Disney would call it, who... Yes. Uh, who runs the ride, it sort of narrates the thing. They have a, a shotgun that they're pretending to shoot Jaws with and stuff. Oh, and, uh, that's cool. Yeah, so to hear all that in Japanese was pretty was pretty fun and wild. And plus, I was uh, on the boat with, uh, like, four Japanese high school boys who were talking mm-hmm. a big game uh, before they got on it, and then were the, the most scared. Chicken, <laughs> oh. chicken boys. Yeah, uh, and... It's not a very scary ride, but it, it is a fun one. It sounds a lot like uh, the old great movie ride. It's now been replaced in Walt Disney World uh, at Hollywood Studios, where you would go through various movies in your little tram, and the guy is narrating, here we are in the gangster films, watch out. And then like a gangster scene comes to life, and mm-hmm. another actor kidnaps your tour guide. So the gangster is leading <laughs> the, the guide. And then you get in the alien place, and there's like the alien animatronics coming out of the ceiling no way there's oh there's a ride where you go through alien and now it's not a ride anymore it's going to be a the first mickey themed ride ever in any of the disney parks which is cool i'm excited for it when i get the chance to go Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's going to leave a big hole in my heart even bigger hole left in my heart there used to be an alien encounter not technically ride but experience uh, if you've been to Disney World, maybe you went to like the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids thing where like the air blows on you because the dog yeah, is breathing yeah. at you. The 4D this, experience. This was like that, but with alien, legit alien in a big glass tube in the center Dude. of this circular amphitheater and the lights go out and the thing busts out. Uh, it I was... scared me so much. I'm getting goosebumps right now talking <laughs> yeah. about it. Honestly, I was just thinking about how like, yeah, I just said like, oh yeah. Jaws was fun. It didn't really scare me. It was just a fun little time. I'm getting scared just thinking about being on that alien ride, dude. Uh, <laughs> such a good... Just the, the alien design. That's all it is. Right. If that that movie is great without the alien design. The alien design it makes it perfect. It's, it's and like the, the movie's great without the alien design and vice versa. Mm-hmm. The alien design is good enough to carry a whole movie. Yeah. And so is Sigourney Weaver in her panties. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know, I know there's some real ones in the audience waiting for that joke, waiting for that (laughs) low hanging fruit. Yeah. The fruit was hanging low. Yeah. The fruit of the loom. (laughs) Ha cha 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 cha. Uh, Is that all we have to say about that? (laughs) I think that's all we have to say. Okay. Well, that was a wonderful segment. Thank you. Thank you. For bringing that, I'm going to bring us back down to earth to uh, just an awful task. This is also 
Someone uh, cue the rim shot for that one. That <laughs> I think some of your segues. I, I need a rim shot, uh, radio engineer button a, for that. Sh- Soundboard. That's what I'm looking for. A penicillin because they are dirty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this product was was submitted to me. Not a specific review for this product, but just the product in general. And I got my my dealer's choice of of the many insane reviews that this product has. Uh, this was sent by good friend of both of us in the show, Ed Fernandez. Yep, Ed Fernandez, friend of the podcast. And it is the Bissell 3624 Spot Clean Professional Portable Carpet Cleaner Corded. Amazon review from It's Rob 11. He titles his review, My Family is Messy. Only used a couple times, but it works great. Had a big red stain, fake blood from Halloween mask, on our white shaggy area rug. This son of a Bissell got it right out, even after it had sat there for six months. Also, it took some unmentionable stains out of the mattress and an old dog vomit stain from a rug. Now that I think about it, I live with a bunch of slobs, but Bissell makes it eat. But Bissell makes life easier. Five stars. Who's the worst person? The person, the slob, or the person opening the door to the world to the slobs? <laughs> hey, my family is a mess. Come look. <laughs> <laughs> my family is a disgusting, uh, excuse me, my family is a disgusting, hills have eyes group of freaks. Uh, <laughs> Let me air my literal dirty laundry for everyone to see. Uh there's some blood on the carpet. I mean, it's from Halloween, huh? Six months ago, though. <laughs> you wouldn't replace the rug or get rid of it. Uh, I okay. I have a, a mother who um, really... I have one, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good one, dude. <laughs> Sorry. Have, it's okay. <laughs> um, I have a mother who uh, is a big fan of white rugs. So, growing up... Um, you know, it was made very clear. You don't, you don't mess with that right white rug, kids. All right, treacherous territory. <laughs> right. If you're on there, you're you're being a polite young man Keep and the nothing Kool-Aid less. In the kitchen. Yeah, there is no quote unquote Halloween blood uh <laughs> going on anywhere near that white rug in the in the front room. But uh this family just doesn't give a doesn't give a dang doodle. They don't care. <laughs> Leatherface is doing his thing over mom's new white rug. And uh, this guy, what's this kid's name? Uh, this, the reviewer? Yeah. It's, it's Rob11. Rob11? Rob11 thinks it's sweet. Rob11 <laughs> thinks everyone's got to know about his. He's like, not only do I have a funny bristle pun, I also <laughs> got some gross out humor here. I th- Rob11's a little garbage pail kid. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Welcome to my house of horrors. (laughs) (laughs) Want to know how I got these scars? It was from a bristlefack. My father, my mother, was a bit of a white carpet. Enjoy her. (laughs) (laughs) There's our... That's, uh... someone, Someone ring the bell. There's our first Dark Knight Joker joke, everybody. Yeah, and we cool. didn't even. I think. I think consciously, we haven't even touched on that mattress. 
That's because I don't want to touch that mattress. <laughs> right. Consciously. I want... I want to stay away from it. <laughs> yeah, that mattress. I, I don't care how good your vacuum is. Some some things can't be cleaned. <laughs> I don't okay. care how much you, you use the word unmentionable, but when you mention it, <laughs> it cancels <laughs> out. I don't think he knows what unmentionable means. He's really got to break down the etymology of that thing. Uh, five people did find this review helpful, so maybe he's just trying to trying to show all the uses it could possibly have. Yeah, Serial I mean, killers. Uh, this is uh, you're going to want to have it in in the back of your car with your duct tape and, and your bungee cords because <laughs> let me tell you, it gets blood right out. Yeah, it's a very uh, Dennis from Always Sunny situation. <laughs> Among his uh, his tools, his quote unquote tools, I like to bound, bind, and I like to be bound. <laughs> he also has a bristle back. Uh, no one take that quote out of context. That is obviously an always sunny reference that I was using for the bit with Rob Eleven. Let it be known. Let's let's move on before we sink mm-hmm. deeper in these unmentionables, shall we? <laughs> Get the stink off of us. I think uh, the best review I have to follow that one is a review from Influencer. Influencer is a place I found. Uh, I think it's it's just a, a place where you review um, sort of chain products, name okay. brand products. Uh, this is a review from Julie J. And she is a sweet tooth expert, level one. And it is a review for Ring Pops. Uh, Ring Pop, the the cherry candy that is on a ring. (laughs) Or the sucker candy. Give it to your middle school girlfriend. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, she'll she'll appreciate that one. She'll hold your hand so hard. (laughs) Oh. Watch out. Off the she, white rug, kids. None of that. Yeah. yeah None of that hand holding on the white rug. I see that cherry ring. If she uh, holds that hand any harder, there might be some unmentionables flying about. <laughs> God. Uh, anyway, she purchased this at Walmart, and uh, she had to say about Ring Pops, the flavor of these are awesome. However, I'm giving it three stars because my son got the entire Ring Pop stuck in his mouth. I had to pull it out. <laughs> He could have got choked. I don't really recommend these to anyone. <laughs> he got wh- what? Yeah, I think the I think what happened here is the ring pop passed the precipice of the he mouth, both put, the the pop and, and the, the ring. ring. Oh no! And so the it went it went back and got. Stuck in the throat, but thank oh. goodness the uh, the ring pop the the ring the the top part of it the sort of plate that holds the sucker, I think stopped it from going all the way down. So as far as I'm concerned, this ring pop saved this dumb little kid's life. <laughs> and mom just had to you know glove up and reach in his in his gullet to get that sucker out. <laughs> I wonder what it sounded like. <laughs> Because if he's choking, he's not making any sound except for whatever he's he's falling into. <laughs> Daddy, open your mouth. She's got the jaws of life going in there. 
and while his mouth is open, she drops some gamer genius down there. <laughs> Take that, that'll patch you right up, kid. <laughs> He's got his little his little alien th- second mouth popping out, <laughs> trying to get the ring pop back. <laughs> That's what it was. The second mouth has its mind of its own. <laughs> Yeah, I was trying to grab that ring pop and bring it down into its little lair inside its uh, his third stomach. I want some, too. I never get suckers. <laughs> yeah, the flavor was so good as she touched on that. You know, your, that should be the ring pop tagline. Your second mouth is going to love it. That Everyone sounds, knows how picky second mouths are. This sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, her little her little moray eel of a son just uh, couldn't <laughs> control himself around these pops. <sighs> it hurts. <laughs> yeah, you feel a little exhausted after that one. <laughs> yeah. Let's. Uh, what, what do you think? It's about time. Time about. to do do some plugs. Yeah, plug your mouth right up with a ring pop. <laughs> Plug that sucker up, you snowball, you loudmouth pig. I I have a, a good review to, to close this down today, so let's plug away. Let's plug away. Well, thank you guys for uh, making it through this lovely jaunt through the internet that that we led you through. Uh, we do we can't say enough how we appreciate uh, you guys listening. Yeah, it's it's good when it's just us, but it's great when there's other people enjoying it too. It's a Mister Toad's Wild Ride. <laughs> Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Rest in peace in Florida, anyway. I know we we're going to wrap things up, but that reminds me of a story. <laughs> Tell it quickly. <laughs> yeah, uh, so uh, my acting coach, um, and I don't want my act, one of my acting professors in college, I, I took an intro to acting class uh, one semester, and uh, he told the story of he was doing the children's play, uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride or Bogus Journey or whatever it's called. Um, with another professor at college, so it's sort of a story about him. But anyway, like um, frog, frog and Toad. Probably. Yeah, Frog and Toad. Frog They're doing Frog and Toad, and uh, the they're both really into method acting, right? So the idea <laughs> is that uh, every time you do the play, it's a little bit different because you're not really just reading the script and trying to uh, do a take on the line the same every time. You're trying to inhabit that character's mind mm-hmm. and, and yeah, they're both really into meth too so it's really <laughs> different every time <laughs> yeah take a little meth do a little method acting you know see what pops up anyway one time the the guy was uh he sort of rolled his eyes they were sitting supposed to be sitting on a, a snail or something and like riding it to their next adventure Sick. and uh the uh the guy who was playing the toad rolled his eyes back in his head and started like lipping r- uh, licking his lips and, and moaning lightly. And uh, it was during an audition, so my professor lost it. He just started laughing. He's like, what are you doing, dude? What are you doing? And he's like, oh, yeah, uh, frogs are known to pee themselves when they're happy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, he was uh, he was method acting, y- urinating on the spot. Oh, bust out the bissel. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> that, can that be our catchphrase? Bust out the missile. <laughs> okay, yeah. uh, with that, um, if you want to send us a, a, you see a weird or funny review somewhere online, and you'd like to send it in for us to uh, muse over, we'd love to have it. Please send an email with a hyperlink to reviewparty.com. 
at gmail.com. You can also find a link to that on our website at, at reviewparty.com.com. T-O-T-C-O-M.com. Yep. Do it, do it, brew it. We also, as always, want to thank our friends Nosebleeds for letting us use their song Bread for Breakfast. They got their new music out yet? That new music no, coming soon? No, not quite. Not that quite. new I'll music be... is coming soon. <laughs> yeah, we'll be the first to let you know, folks. Um, follow us on Twitter at ReviewPartyPod, at ReviewPartyPod. Um, subscribe and follow wherever you're, or follow wherever you're listening. Leave a review on iTunes. If, if we get any funny iTunes reviews, we will definitely feature them on the show. Punk us. Punk, yeah. Just make it five stars but the body of the review feel free to dunk on us or whatever you want to do uh, what we're saying is you have no freedom not to leave us a five star review but you do have total freedom within the body of said five right. star review and if uh, if it's not too much ask please share with friends this is a gift that costs you nothing to to give to someone else so if you find enjoyment in it somebody else might too and just pass it along Right, that's sort of the fun things about podcasts. We we don't get uh, much help from any algorithms or anything like that, like YouTube does. What we do get a ton of real help from is word of mouth and getting your friends to enjoy that this podcast with you. Uh, we also have a shop, reviewparty.com.com. Click on shop. There's some sick stuff there. Check it out. Some stuff that'll make you sick. Some unmentionable stuff that will just mess you up, dog. Speaking of getting sick, my final review for today is for The Demon at Six Flags Great America. I love that ride. I love the theme song and the ride. Porter J. Haggerty writes, Now this is why I have brain damage. One star. (laughs) Oh no! I'm sorry, Jay! Ouch. That is all from these lads today. Uh, I'm Brent. I'm Matt. Take it easy out there, folks. Bust the bistle. Bust the bistle. Bust the bistle.